0: Hello and welcome to the very first Advocacy Associates podcast. The date is Monday, September 10th, and we're talking a little bit about Harry Potter. That's right, Harry Potter. If you're wondering how Harry Potter relates to advocacy, I'm going to tell you in just a minute. But first of all, I want to tell you a little bit about our firm, Advocacy Associates. Advocacy Associates works with associations and businesses that want to impact public policy using effective advocacy techniques. Essentially, the Advocacy Associates team inspires leaders and advocates and arms them for action, creates and implements winning advocacy strategies, connects citizens with lawmakers through lobby days, site visits, and other events, and harnesses the power of new technology for advocacy success. So if any of this sounds interesting to you, I hope you'll take a minute to visit us on the web at www.advocacyassociates.com while you're there you'll find something called the advocacy tip sheet and that's where i write some thoughts every once in a while on what's going on in the advocacy world i was inspired this summer by the recent harry potter novel and i'll have to admit it that was me that you saw at the barnes and noble georgetown on saturday july twenty-first at one a.m. buying the new harry potter book my husband who went with me for the sole purpose of ensuring i wasn't mugged once in possession of said book was very embarrassed he made it clear to anyone who had listened that he was not there of his own free will I guess he was under the imperious curse. Potter fans, you know what I mean. At any rate, I got my book, went home, and read it cover to cover. I did have to take one nap because, hey, I'm old, you've got to give me a break. But for anyone out there who didn't spend the entire weekend reading the book and hasn't even read it yet, I promise there's no spoilers here. I won't tell you anything about what happens. What I will do, though, is point out that Harry Potter is one of the most effective activists in the world, both wizard and muggle, because he knows how to apply five important advocacy rules. What are they? Well, I'm glad you asked. Rule number one is believe that what you're doing is right. In the case of Harry Potter, it's pretty clear who's right and who, well, isn't. The bad guys are called death eaters, for heaven's sakes. It's not always so clear in the advocacy world, where groups argue of the benefits of spectrum standard X versus spectrum standard Y. Success comes even in the case of these arcane policy battles, only with a strong belief in the inherent truth of your position. Effective advocacy takes commitment and passion. If you're not feeling good about your issue, people, and most importantly elected officials, can tell. Apply the tell-it-to-your-mother rule to advocacy. If you're too embarrassed to tell your mother what you're doing, it's probably not the right cause for you. As with all other things, however, you do want to strike a balance. Believe in your position while knowing that others believe as strongly in theirs. Sure, they are horribly misguided, but they need your help. Be open-minded to the possibility of compromises that may not encompass everything you support, but that move you in the right direction. Rule number two is to have the proper allies. Clearly Harry Potter doesn't work alone. He relies on a host of others, including, of course, his good friends Ron and Hermione. Each has special skills that they bring to bear in difficult circumstances. For example, in situations requiring courage, loyalty, and a knowledge of wizard chess are always under Ron's purview. Hermione often finds herself in charge of research, analytical thinking, and, quote, difficult magic, unquote. Harry is, of course, in charge of all things heroic. Allies and coalitions are essential to any successful advocacy effort. Different groups bring different skills to the table. Some may have a great mailing list, others may have good PR connections, and still others may have strong connections to unlikely allies, such as lawmakers, on the other side of the aisle. Just as Harry Potter recognized the futility of going it alone, so too should you. Remember, help comes to those who ask. Rule number three, have the proper tools. Nothing gets your message across like a good spell cast from a good wand. Imagine applying the full body bind curse to elected officials and have them literally spellbound at your feet, listening to every word you have to say. Once I figure that one out, I will definitely make it part of my advocacy training. In the meantime, however, consider other available tools for grassroots success. You may not have a wand, but you likely have a bunch of other cool stuff. Your computer, for example, can be used to create and deliver action alerts, training materials, and discussion forums, like magic. Remember Dumbledore's Army from Book 6? Create your own well-trained, well-equipped army of grassroots network members already willing and able to deliver your message at the drop of a hat. What about your board or leadership? How can you utilize their expertise and access to reach out to elected officials in a more meaningful way? You wouldn't face the Dark Lord without a wand, a shield, and a whole lot of friends behind you. Why would you face Congress without those tools? Rule number four, persistence. J.K. Rowling wrote seven books chronicling seven years in the life of Harry Potter's. It takes seven years, on average, for legislation to make it all the way through Congress. Coincidence? I think not. Clearly the Potter series is intended as a grand allegory for the legislative process. Okay, maybe not, but important lessons can be learned from the boy wizard. Did Harry Potter give up after his first six encounters with He Who Shall Not Be Named? No, he most certainly did not. Now, I cannot say whether he was ultimately successful. Again, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. However, I can say that in books one through six, he certainly persevered through some difficult times, even when he would have much rather handed the mantle of responsibility to someone else. See, it's easy to persist when things are going well, right? But when you're up to your elbows in dark lords, misguided ministry of magic employees and disgruntled advocates, life's a little more difficult. When faced with these difficult times, think of Harry Potter. Unless your advocacy opponents are enormous snakes with venomous fangs, your battle will probably be a little bit easier. Rule number five is luck. The success of many wizarding battles, like many advocacy campaigns, often comes down to luck. But the really interesting thing to remember here is that wizards and muggles alike make their own luck. Harry Potter's luck stemmed from his courage and foresight, and more often the foresight of his good friend Hermione, who I want to be when I grow up. In the advocacy arena, luck often centers on an understanding of trends. Is it lucky that some groups have had success getting additional funding through emergency appropriations bills? Or do groups create their own luck by reframing their requests as responses to emergency situations? Is it lucky that groups supporting healthy eating and gaining more are gaining more attention in the reauthorization of the farm bill? Or do groups create their own luck by noting the connection between healthier eating and healthier bodies? Effective advocates always ask themselves, what steps can I take today to improve my luck? Those efforts will pay off when dark lords or committee chairs come a-calling. Well, that's it for some thoughts for today. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Advocacy Associates podcast, and I hope you'll subscribe because, well, you never know what kind of random thing I'm going to come up with. And again, please be sure to visit us on the web at www.advocacyassociates.com.